right. Welcome to the show, everyone. Don't you love fall? Yeah. Don't you love fall? October is here. October is here. Welcome to the show. I'm Doug Markham. This is Tennessee Wildcast. That's Jason Harmon. It's our weekly show. Hope you're telling your friends about it because it's that time of year where everybody's getting back outside. Some of you are going to football games. The rest of you are doing what you ought to do. Get out inside and enjoy what you can participate in, right? Yeah, it's deer hunting season. That's right. It time is, to be out there. It's deer hunting season, and Jason didn't want me to mention this, but grouse season's starting. <laughs> Why not? Well, yeah, you could have mentioned it. <laughs> I thought deer season is a little There's more important right now. Grouse everywhere. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Grouse is starting over in sort of the eastern part of the state, and if you can find one, good luck to you. Yeah. They are there. But anyway, deer season's underway. Yep. And, it's here. And if somebody is proud of that deer that they've harvested here recently. Yes. If you are proud of your deer, and we'll show you how to be proud about that, um, you can submit it to our trophy room. And to get there, you just go to our website, and I'll show you all here on the screen. Y'all at home just listening. Uh, listen to my voice here. Follow your way through it. But scroll down the homepage of our website, org, and click twra trophy room and that will take you to our trophy room and you can see what folks have posted now to submit for our trophy room you hashtag a photo tn trophy room on your favorite social media site if you're looking at the screen right now you can see you've got twitter facebook instagram Flickr, pinterest google plus vine if you submit a photo and hashtag it tn trophy room on one of those uh, social media sites, it will go to our trophy room, and I'll uh, approve it and get it up there, and you can share it with your friends. There's a lot of fishing shots up there right now, a lot of trail cam shots. People are are sending the trail cam photos, uh, preseason we photos. We love getting them. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, so that's how you contribute to the trophy room. And we're going to make it easier as we go along with this right here, mm-hmm. Jason, a uh, long shot of it. But we want to remind everyone we have a, a, a mobile app out there that you can get on and you'll be able to send it a lot easier to us in the future on yep. that thing and get a lot of great information off of our app, which is uh, going through. It's good right now. Use it right now, but we're doing some improvements on it in the next few months. You'll see. Yep. Improvements are coming your way. And, and let me throw this on the screen while we're talking yep. about deer season. Uh, here's just an outline of, of the season dates. Uh, we're in the first week of October and we're in archery season right now. We but, are. And Pay attention to all that information below it. We're going to talk about it a lot between now and then. There's some changes this year. I know some of you haven't started yet. A lot of you are just you're not you're not into the archer. You're gun hunters, whether you're muzzle loader or conventional gun, and you may not be paying as much attention yet. But all these photographs they mean stuff this year. This, and we're going to get some of the biologists on here to talk to you about what's a legal buck now. If that if that antler breaks that hairline. You're looking at a buck now. And all that stuff we'll discuss in the weeks ahead, but be making yourself aware of it. We talked about it a lot on this show when we were first getting started with the show, but it's back in the spring, and a lot of you weren't paying attention to hunting stuff, and a lot of things have changed uh, in the last few months, and I hope that you make yourself aware of it and and participate and do what's what's right by the law. And we'll hit on those archery ranges, or the ranges again. If it's an unmanned range, you don't need to pay a fee this year. Right. recent change if you have a tennessee license tennessee license uh, and not not a driver's license it needs to be <laughs> a typo one or an annual an annual license is what it needs to be right. whether that annual license actually is a sportsman's license at, or, or a lifetime license it's still early in the season so go sight them guns in and get yeah. you yeah and the, the ranges are all listed in our hunting guide they're here in this guide mm-hmm. and you can figure out which ones are manned pretty much but if you have any uh concerns call the regional office where you are and ask them and then you go sighting your range. We have one range here in Middle Tennessee where we're doing the show called Yanali. 
it's a little bit different from all of them. So you want to make sure you know exactly what you're doing. Your nollie is just for sighting in, rifles for hunting, where most of our other ranges, if, if you're not a hunter, you can still go over there and just shoot. Uh, go you know, shoot at targets and get better at what you're doing. But your nollie is one of those that's different. It's only for sighting in rifles, getting you ready for deer season. Right. Okay. And uh, the seasons, the two sm- smaller seasons that are starting this year, uh, this week, are starting on this weekend on the 8th. And uh, we do have the, the grouse hunting for the folks more in the eastern part. And then a second segment of dove season. And I know a lot of people that like to hunt that second segment. You get some migrating birds and yep. coming through, and people enjoy doing that. But that's all listed in the guide. The small game seasons will next month is when they really get going good and rabbit hunting. And It's a little stuff. cooler out there now. It's a little, a little easier to be outside. It is a little easier. It won't be long until things will be turning around. And, and uh, we're going to talk about something that's – really going to happen even a little further into the year because we took advantage of having them in nashville and and uh, actually it's a cold part of the year but be here for you know anyway we'll widen out and reintroduce our guest because we introduced him about three or four weeks ago and it's bones you're back thank you burns daryl burned thank you for coming back well i'm back well, i'm, I'm like glad you're back, penny. Keep <laughs> <running> back. <laughs> uh you have been as we talked last show you've been here a long time you've worked most of your career in the fishing part of the world bones and a lot of folks know you out there, and they appreciate the work you do. And a lot of them like to see you coming in the wintertime uh, because you're delivering a big load of something they love to see. I get chased a lot. Uh, the Flintville Hatchery and the Dale Hollow Hatchery uh, send the trout, and I'm the one with the pipes that's chasing the trout truck, and then the people are chasing me because they know I'm fixing to stop somewhere. But uh, the winter trout stock and program will be cranked up here soon. Let me halt uh, you right there for a second, okay? Because okay. I want to talk of the difference in winter trout and then the regular trout. Let's talk about the regular. When I say regular, I'm just used to being more traditional because I've been here for so long. But we stock trout, the agency does, in the spring and part of the summer. And then we have this winter trout stuff. What's the stuff in the spring and the summer? The spring and the summer, those trout will hold over typically in the places where we stock them. They don't pass away and they don't get caught out. Uh, Caney Fork being one of them. Uh, uh, in Middle Tennessee. Elk River in Middle Tennessee. Uh, places like that. Uh, and t- the tailwaters over in East uh, Tennessee. There's a, the, the a Hawassi in there, Chattanooga, and some of those places. The, okay. Uh, all those places, those trout will hang over from year to year to year. And uh, we actually do tailwater surveys with electrofishing to make sure that they are staying over. And that's why on the Elk River we have an 18-inch brown, size, uh, brown trout size limit. So we, are, we do know we have big brown trout down there. Now, the winter program, that was started uh, back with, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Tim Cleveland and, and his tenure at the Region 2 uh, in the fisheries. And what that was done was to give people an opportunity to fish for trout in places where they would not hold over. Uh, McCutcheon uh, Creek on uh, Kendron Pike, uh, the Harpeth where they tore out the low water dam, uh, below Percy Priest Dam. Uh, that water typically warms up past 70 degrees in the summertime and, and the trout are not able to stay and survive in there. So it does give them an opportunity in the wintertime to get out to catch trout in places normally where they would not be able to go okay all right so the regular the, the summer the spring and summer it seems like that's a statewide thing or most of the state you'll see a lot of fish being stocked over in east tennessee middle tennessee not so much west i don't guess we'll talk about west because it's a it's a winter trout area but from the mid-state all the way to the plateau to the east it gets a lot of trout in that that summer and spring time of the year and usually and, and when the fishing guy comes out there is a general uh, schedule in there that they try to, to adhere to and, and go there now 
do they hit it exactly? No, but they will try to hit at least. And what I've always thought about on that is in that, that particular trout schedule, one in the summer and the spring, is one where they don't really want you following the truck. Nope. They, you know, we're gonna they're gonna tell you, you the stream, the county, the week of. Give that fish a chance. The winter trout is a little different. It's okay. Don't, we don't really want you following the truck, but we are going to tell you what day yeah. those fish are going and, in the water. And when those fish have to go. Once we load them that morning, Jeff Sanders and uh, Stephen Day at, oh, at the Flintville Hatchery, when they load those fish at daybreak, those fish have got to go. So when that truck starts rolling, but usually by 6 a.m., I know as to whether we're going to put them in on a heavy rain event or if it's iced over. We've had that uh, situation a couple of times we we will assess the whether it's safe for the fishermen to be out there or not and make the call early that morning and it will go to the website the very first thing when when everything gets uh, the process gets going but if you don't see it on the website we're stocking fish it's okay. just that simple. and that that is important the website what bones just said because you can find the spring and summer in in the fishing guide i'm holding up the hunting guide but they look a lot alike when they're shut but anyway you can find that information out there the, the winter stocking, though, is going to be on the website. It's on the website. Uh, not in the guide. It's not in the guide. It, it comes out, and it's on the website, and we'll do uh, several uh, news releases on there. We will. And uh, blast it out, and uh, we stick to that schedule. We can't vary from it. We, those dates have got to go because so many factors have, are involved with the, where the fish are coming from, what the personnel are doing, okay. and, and where, what days where they'll be there. When, once you do, there are inclemencies sometimes, but you know that ahead of time. If you were going to go out and it started and it started icing, and you hadn't started loading the fish yet, and it's icing up the truck, you'll know that you can't stock that day ahead of time, and then you'll see that change on the website. You'll see it change on, and usually we'll have a reserve date backed up. If it's like a Friday, which typically what we try to do Thursdays and Friday, we might back up to a Monday or Tuesday and, and stock it, just depending on how bad the weather is or how bad the high flow event is going on. Okay. All right. The uh, the fish that we stock in the summer, they're are they usually the same size as the winter trout, or do the winter trout get a little more size to them? Winter trout typically are a little bit bigger, especially if they're coming from Flintville. And I'm going to brag on us for a little bit because we can hold them and feed them a little bit longer and get them to a lar- little bit larger size. They're doing a real good job in that vicinity of uh, Flintville down there of trying to get the fish a little bit bigger and uh, make the fishermen a little bit happier. Del Hala, uh, not trying to bad mouth. They're the, the national hatchery. They're the yeah. national hatchery. They're a little bit different uh, schedule, and their fish typically are not as large as our fish are. Okay, well, they're, they're really turning it over at national yep. it's a hatchery. They're, they're, they're going for numbers. And Flintville is a hatchery down in Lincoln County in, in, in southern middle Tennessee. It's going outside. We always think of, as we, those who have been at the agency forever, think of the regions as having a certain line, you know, where that's where that region is in the next. But Flintville, the, the truck doesn't know about those lines so much. It no, crosses over and stocks it, fish all over the place. Well, right? well, there's one there's one uh, typical trip that Jeff Sanders does. Uh, I've loaded him right at daybreak at 6 in the morning, and it's a four-and-a-half-hour drive to Memphis in that trout truck, and then he dumps the trout and then four and a half hours back. So you're looking at a long day just driving. And, that, and those Flintville trucks, like you said, uh, well, I, just recently they was up at Teleco Hatchery uh, doing a, a trout shuttling up there. And so those trucks travel everywhere in the state. All right, well, we're, on, we're telling you earlier than it's, it's going to be another probably three or four weeks before the schedule gets out on our website. But we want to get you thinking about it because it will be out there 
it's gonna we're gonna stock those fish again and and so be making plans uh, to to go and if you can take off during the week more power to you because there are some of these sites i go to bones that i've gone and take photographs of all you guys doing the hard work where hardly anybody was there you go to others and the bank's full of folks i don't know why that is you go to one, and they're not there, but they're there on the weekends. They show up on the weekends in large numbers. Typically, some of our lower lower turnout sites is uh, Dixon with uh, uh, J.D. Buckner Park, uh, Kingston Springs, which is a smaller pond that we stock. Um, Duck River and Shelbyville is, uh, depends on what the weather is mm-hmm. on it. Lewisburg has a big turnout. Um, uh, Percy Priest Dam usually has a large turnout mm-hmm. with it. Uh, Franklin is just astronomical. People line McKendron Parkway, uh, McCutcheon Little Creek. Little Bitty Creek. Little but they catch the but, heck but, out of fish, they, side by catch. side. And, and just that little area underneath the Saturn Parkway there, it's unbelievable because it's easy access. And we actually have people in wheelchairs uh, fishing that one. So That's uh, that's great. Um, and there's another, the one, uh, the the river over on um, with nice meal that's nice also meal. one that gets a you might have mentioned it it gets a lot of pressure now there that, too. That, that gets federal fish from dale Hollow, and uh there's a lot of flat rock there that can be super slick yep. so uh you got to watch out what's going on there yeah and i it may we're going to mention some stuff that's really familiar to middle tennessee but these fish are also stocked over in the western portion of the state and some to the east of us are stocked on the plateau and you may be thinking why don't i get to get fish if i'm over in east end it's because you got it made already it's because you've got so many waters and i have so many trout already in them they're really going into places where there's not as many trout and uh, where really in places when it first came out they kind of caught it urban trot stocking mm-hmm. and they, they got away from that but it is in bodies of water that are closer to pretty big centers with well, people in them well well downtown uh nashville shelby park <clears throat> right the, the pond down there and uh, that's a great i mean people great, love it they love it they, they turn out for that one saying that's right Right, right from the stone star from the stadium there what do you see people use if somebody is they're watching and they say man i sure would like to get on some of that winter trout action instead of sitting on the couch all day today uh, uh t- typically uh, i've seen everything from corn to rooster tails but you got to understand these fish have just left the raceway they're used to that pellet food floating down the raceway uh-huh. so you want to get something a trout magnet not trying to promote them or nothing but oh i love them it's okay uh, i just uh, want to explain uh, uh, them a but, little bit but, more. Yeah, but, but something like that that looks like a pellet it, they're going to hit because that's what they're used to mm-hmm. that that uh, trout food is what they've been hitting on. And, and then they will hit that spinner, though, after oh, a yeah. few days. After I've watched the guys blow dams after those fish acclimate some, use those little spinners, mm-hmm. their maps. Or their, map spinners yeah, or ABUs. ABUs. Yeah. They'll, they'll hit those things. Now. But I, the what? I tell them my age now, ABUs. Nobody <laughs> ABUs. knows what ABU. Uh, I still, mm-hmm. well, that's... I do. That's telling my age too, but they're still great. They're still great baits. I, and I, I think I still got Tom Man fishing worms around somewhere. <laughs> they probably work. But you can go to any store that sells trout stuff, and and uh, you can buy. You can go to a. You can go to any grocery store and buy corn and put it on a little yep. hook about a number six. If you don't know what yep. that is, it's a small hook, small split shot. Don't put something on that big. Light line, six pound test. And throw it on the bottom, and when something jerks, it pull. See, that's, that's what all I, it is. That's what always amazed me as a creel clerk. I'd pull up on these people, and they'd have a cricket, they have a little split shot, and they have a float about that big, and they said, "I ain't caught a thing all day long." Uh, that fish and, probably you know, been going they're, like they're, this. They're <laughs> that thing's not moving. <laughs> and it's all part of just getting the just daylight. And when you go to a, a store, if you go to one where they have folks 
that work every day in a sports yeah. store, ask them what you are. You can go online and mm-hmm. my motto in life is kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, okay, it, exactly. And, and Light line don't have to be expensive, rod don't and have reel. Expensive, you can go to Walmart and get one of them 1995 Zepco 303s and have yeah. the day field day with it. So, you can uh, just get one of them light line on a 12 yeah. pound, yeah, or even a cane pole. I've seen them being used out there, and it's amazing what they can do with them. Yeah, and there's something called salmon eggs, they yep, like those, they eggs. look enough like those pellets, salmon eggs that are so those stores but corn and salmon eggs and if the water's flowing these fish once again have come out of that raceway they're used to head up that raceway so same thing they're going to be heading upstream you got a photo of the raceway on there i want to kind of show folks what a rake when we say a raceway what it is yeah and that's talladega where they go in there and turn left (laughs) you all know about that (laughs) we might make the rest of the show about your trips to talladega (laughs) no we won't (laughs) all right this is inside flintville hatchery just a shot of inside flintville hatchery this is where the guys down there raise the fish or start raising the fish when they're little bitty, right? When they're little bitty. Now, we've got a new addition at the, in this picture here where the, the uh, UTVs in the back back there at the garage door. There is a great big 24-foot uh, round tank. Oh, I didn't know that. And okay. we're raising them all sizes in there, and we're putting about 50 gallons of water through there a minute. And Stephen has those fish growing. Stephen Day, the, Stephen Day. He's the, the manager the down there. The right? manager down Him and Jeff Sanders and the others. Have got those fish growing all year long inside do, the tank. Do we have one or two other, not the federal hatcheries, but does the HSC have one or two other cold ha- water hatcheries across the state? Mm, we do. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm trying to think. Teleco is one of them. Teleco. For, I've been and there. And uh, what's the other they one? They raise brook trout at Teleco, uh, I think. Yeah, uh, I have. That's what, the, that's what the Travis has been working on there, Travis Scott. That's what he's been working on up there. And then uh, I forget the other one, to be okay. honest with you, uh, and I can't remember. East of here, though. East of here, yep. Yeah. yeah, all right. And Ir- there's Irwin. Irwin, Irwin, Irwin might be it. Irwin might you know, be we got it. about eight hatcheries and I think a few are more warm water than cold, but that sounds Well, it's like just like Normandy. Normandy has the capabilities, <clears throat> but due to the simple fact that the water warms up through the summertime, uh, it limits their ability to, to hold trout in their raceways. Big difference in the hatcheries, though, just as an example, is if you go to a cold water that's pure cold water, you're going to see raceways there. If you yes. go to a warm water, you can see big ponds. Big ponds, is that correct? There's, there's a shot in there, Jason, just of an outside raceway. If, at least I think I sent it to you. If I didn't, then then we'll, we'll just have to use it next time. That's all right. You don't see it. It's okay. It's somewhere, maybe. Maybe. That's the trout that are coming out of it. But this is – while we're there, tell them just how you – when you come up to a place in stock, what do you all do? Well, typically when we pull up there, we're looking for easy access. These pipes are not light. They're looking at 25-foot pipe. Then that's, that's actually food-grade dispensing pipe. It's eight inches in diameter. We're looking I at, don't understand that, food-grade dispensing uh, you, pipe. You, you can actually dispense food through this pipe that's okay. what it's designed for like when, and when I they're see. making rice krispies or something in the factory and they're blowing it through the factory oh. that that is actually uh rated for carrying food but uh typically about eight dollars a foot so it is expensive we want to take care of it and then as we roll up to these site we unroll them we hook them all together and then we patiently wait for the truck to get there and then they'll slowly dump into our pipe and then down the hill to go the tra- I've seen the trout this, escalator some of you wait more patiently than others <laughs> <laughs> i've seen them actually fish at the end of the pipe I, you know i've seen them catch fish at the end, end of the pipe, pipe. <laughs> some of those guys uh, they're uh, they're starting to get a little older but some of those guys that that that's the shot I want to show in a second. Go ahead and do that, and we'll get that. That's what a raceway looks like outside. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, you're welcome. <clears throat> um, and 
I'll mention him, Stacy, right on the left. Past, past we lost Wayne. him a few years ago. Great manager. Yeah. But this is a raceway at Flintville Hatchery <clears throat> um, down, down in Lincoln County. Down in Lincoln County. Right. So when the fish oh. go in there, I see – I just see it looks like they've divided it all down through their bones. What does that mean? They divided them up into different uh, holding tanks. Each one has uh, been graded out as to what size they are. And then as we flow on downstream, we feed each tank. And then the net above keeps the keeps the blue herons from out eating because we have to fight them too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as we work each tank down, each tank is separated and graded out to different sizes. And then we'll start loading what size we want out of what tank and then roll out from real early in the morning. I've been in that raceway several mornings, and, and Jeff and all of them have. Uh, with it 20 degrees, you get ice freezing. On. I want to be in the raceway because it's actually warmer, warmer, getting, warmer getting in the water than it is on the outside. So. Yeah, and how do they get them out? Where do they get them out? They with? actually got a boom truck. It's a 1963 Chevrolet boom truck with 30,000 miles on it. It goes up up and down the raceway. <laughs> I know we got it. We don't have a shot in what I sent Jason, but uh, Tom's got a beautiful shot of that stuff oh, yeah. going on. Yeah. And that will show some time. But, but that's the, where it is. That's starts inside, goes outside. Starts inside, goes outside. Where uh, David Roddy and a few of them are testing that round tank on the inside to see that whether it's going to make a difference growing them inside like that. And going with the round tanks with your self-cleaning. See, every Friday we have to clean those uh, those hatchery personnel have to clean those raceways. They sweep them out just like you clean in your aquarium. Is that right? Yeah, so... Uh, there's a lot, lot more goes on to the hatchery than what people think. <clears throat> it must be a, it's a lot of work, but it must be a pretty good job because since I've been here, I can only think of three hatchery managers, and that's almost 30 years that's been down at Flintville Hatchery. The hard part is naming all the fish when they start leaving. <laughs> <laughs> how many do you know? How many they raise a year? I might be putting you on the spot. But. I, I actually, I don't. Okay. I, I know we roll a lot of miles in the wintertime dumping a lot of fish, and they typically try to hold over a few bonus fish which are two and three pounds, yeah. and we try to sneak them in on a few loads in a different spots. Oh, people catch them, and yeah. they excite them when they do catch them. That's the little yeah. golden egg that y'all the golden egg put in there in to, to put out there. And there's, that's Stacy a few years ago at Shelby Park tossing some fish in. And actually, Stephen Day, the new hatchery manager, is in that photograph. Too. It is. His back is yeah. too. Stephen's doing a great job. And, and uh, Jeff Sanders, you've mentioned him a time or two, really did a wonderful job down there during a period of time where Stacy was – going through an illness and it, we were having to get things done he did and i ain't gonna say much more because it make his head swell will it make his head swell <laughs> then i will leave we that alone get, we won't get a hat on him we won't do that at all the lakes that, the, the waters that we stock in in the winter time when, when i think of the summer stocking or the spring stocking i think of either tailwaters or long just, just big creeks or rivers that are cold when we do this winter stocking, you mentioned a minute ago, we'll go anywhere from a pond to a lake to these streams. Exactly. Uh, just like with uh, uh, McCutcheon Creek on Kendron Parkway there, you're looking at probably a 400-yard section between the exit ramp and the on-ramp that is state property. That's the key to it. It's got to be public property mm -hmm. where these people can go in and fish. And um, we're not going to stop fish on private property where they can't fish. Uh, Dixon has a jd buckner park which has a a uh, uh, pond up there that we stock and then uh up there in uh, fort campbell at clarksville we stocked the uh the, the the park up there and i can't think the name right now right off of exit one up there it's it's on fort campbell runs all through fort campbell Is that uh, what? no you're it, talking uh, about uh, sorry yeah two different things two in different, go ahead yeah, we're actually stocking fort campbell now for the soldiers <clears> up there but we also stock a park uh, up there uh uh, right outside of Clarks when I can't think the name off a of Newtown Road up there I next to the racetrack go down the racetrack down there and um, 
uh, we stocked there. We stock uh, Kingston Springs has a city pond that they let people fish in that we stock. Uh, like the tailwaters of Percy Priest, and then nicest meals is a public area. And then again, and then the Greenway at Murfreesboro. If I, I forget about that all the time. The Greenway in Lewisburg, we stocked that. And the same goes for the people in Plateau and over west. We're stocking a lot of the same similar waters for those, which is going to be on our website right yep. in a couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly so. And and like I said, when these trout trucks roll, they got a limited number that go each. Usually, we try to stick with the same number. We're watching the crowd. We're taking numbers do, there too. Uh, we're not doing krill because basically we know all those fish are going to either uh, perish from being too warm in the summertime or get caught out. Now, there has been a few instances where trout has held over in the harpeth because they found a spring around that low water dam and they was able to survive the summer months. You never know with fish. I was fishing below Cheatham Dam. That's in Middle Tennessee. Big tail water. A couple of years ago with my friend Vernon Summerlin, and he caught a trout. I'd heard of that being done before, but I actually took photographs, or I think I even videoed a little bit of it, of him catching a trout below Cheatham Dam. Probably the closest water we stocked was 50 miles away, 40 miles away. Well, so, uh, you take a Williamsport Lakes. Our Williamsport Lakes right below there on the Duck River is a boat ramp, and I've hit several stripers, rockfish, at that boat ramp in Duck River. Just shows what fish you do. They've migrated up from Kentucky Lake, and they're that far up in the Duck River. That's that's a long swim for yeah, these fish. That's a long swim. You just don't know what fish are going to do, and, and they are resilient no matter what they are. And that is, Bones made a point a minute ago, these fish aren't there. The, I can remember talking to a guy, a big catch and release guy, when we were doing one of our early stockings and interviewing him about it, and he said, yeah, and think about catch and release. And so, oh, time out. <laughs> this isn't catch and release. This is catch and eat. Yeah, catch okay? and, it, it, catch and keep your limit. Limit is seven, no size limit. And uh, they're not going to they're not going to survive. They're not going to survive. So you except for that rare fish, like you said, for that, that finds rare holdover there, where, where there's life, there's where there's a way, there's life. So uh, the, that rare fish is going to hang over. And uh, but other than that, we're, he's not. Uh, and a perfect thing to take Tucker to. Yeah, Jason. This is um, it's a when they stock out there. There's a lot of activity. Mm-hmm. If you did, I have seen the the fish though. Someday bones where they don't bite well. They haven't acclimated that first day, and it's the second day when they bite well. But I'm like you. I've, I've also seen them start biting. I think they got their mouth open coming down that Come, coming down the chute. So, and I don't I don't know why Typ- that is. Typically, when we load those fish, we don't feed the day before due to the simple fact that we don't want them uh, using the bathroom in the truck. You know, oh yeah, mom, I got to stop. Uh, and so <laughs> yeah. we we don't stop. So as we roll with that, a lot truck, of ammonia, a lot of ammonia, yeah. exactly right. Kill so me. as we as we roll down the road, those fish have not been fed from the day before, and they're used to being fed twice a day sometimes. And uh, you know, we go with them being hungry, and once again, it all depends on the weather, the clarity of the water, and things like that. And what are you using for bait? I've seen some guys sit there all day long and not catch anything like you, and then I've seen, <laughs> <laughs> and then I've seen guys That's catch them fact. coming out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, it's bad when you can't even catch. <laughs> winter trout but you're not like me okay <laughs> they will bite for you uh, the group i started talking about man going to mention them uh, we called them the the uh, trout warriors they're they're joining away i didn't send you a photo i started to the oldest guy among them was in his 90s and was a he, tank he, commander he was in 94 he was a sergeant command major in world uh, war ii in world war ii and drove his tank on into berlin and we lost him last year sergeant major coots and uh, Command Sergeant Major Coops, he'd get deal with me. I didn't, didn't say it right. And uh, smoked like a freight train ever since I've known him. So Yeah, uh, up till the day up he to, went uh, away. Up, up to the day he went and away. I, that's the truth. I'm not encouraging you to smoke, <laughs> but this man 
to the day, and he was one but tough dude. We, we, the, the, all those gentlemen are getting older, and uh, let's see. They Ed, can catch trout, though. But they can catch trout, though. Boy. Yeah. Uh, even Ed Critch, the uh, trout magnet guy, he's getting up in his age now, but he's still catching Don't tell trout. Ed that. <laughs> and, and we mentioned trout magnet. And go, That's a bait that was made by a guy that has family in Columbia. I had him on a radio mm-hmm. show I used to do, and he started a little trout magnet, little plastic baits, one of the best, finest baits out there for catching really almost anything, anything but yeah. panfish and, and trout for sure. And that's what we caught bluegill on this earlier this year, wasn't it? It was. Mm-hmm. It was. They are uh, – I think I did. I don't – well, you will go back and watch the video. No, I, I, don't, <laughs> fish. I don't think no. so. That was a long time ago. I'm going to have to show you how to use the generator. It's just that simple. Uh, the generator would be good after what I've gone through the rest of the summer since then, I think. Anyway, Bones, um, that's going to happen here pretty soon. We'll get into the, the really cold part of winter, but you guys, outside of being rained out, snowed out, or whatever, this this stocking will go on starting in late November till about when? Uh, the first weekend in March is usually the cutoff date on that, and it's usually the last one of the year's Percy Priest tailwaters. And, and that kind of starts at an end. That kind of starts at an end. And we adjust the dates for Christmas, and we won't go on New Year's Eve. Hopefully we did one time. But anyway, <laughs> it, we, we have to watch out for the, the, the holidays in there. And I look forward to it. I look forward to seeing all those smiling faces out yes. there and all those happy people. And, and uh, Janie Wilson is somebody who used to come out there, yep. and we lost her a couple of years ago. And I miss Janie. She'd always uh, bring us coffee bring and coffee. donuts. That's yep. right. Her and Bill. Her and Bill. And we miss Janie. And uh, you, you make and lose friends sometimes in yeah, the business. I always right? make friends wherever I go. There's a trout truck. Oh, boy. we. <laughs> <laughs> There's some friends uh, we'll talk about after yeah. the show. <laughs> all right, Jason. Hey, don't forget to watch this show each week. T uh, TMWildlife.org. You can find all the shows right there, and, and, and future shows will be there, too. Don't forget to hashtag your hunting and fishing photos, TN Trophy Room, and they'll be on our trophy room. You can show your friends and share with everybody. So yeah. thanks for joining us. Yeah, and we're, hey, a lot of hunting to go in the weeks ahead with our guys. Yep. Thanks, Bones.